The Trollocs attack the village and Moraine explains to these five kids that they're after them and that in order to protect their loved ones, they need to leave. What a day for those kids. Hot on. Imagine at the pub. It's like their version <laughs> of Christmas. The it's their version of Christmas. <laughs> their only problem to that day is the teenage angst of loving each other and being in love of triangles. And all of a sudden, this woman shows up and is like, hey, guys. <laughs> I have some news. So there's like a prophecy that one of you might be this like all powerful being. We don't know which one it so is. So this is kind of like Star Academy. All of you are nominees <laughs> and who's going to be the winner. And oh, by the way, these are monsters that are attacking us. So we need to go. Hi, everyone. I'm Raya. Hi, I'm Marilyn. And you're listening to who Run the Time, a spin-off of our podcast, Who Run the World. Now, what is Who Run the Time, you might ask? Well, back in 2020, Marilyn and I, at the beginning of the pandemic, along with Hadi and Millie, were stuck together in an apartment. And we brought to you on this podcast feed how we ran the time. And then the pandemic Went away and came back, but the time keeps running. Today, on this podcast called (laughs) Who Run the Time, we are going to discuss a show that we spent time watching called The Wheel of Time. That is right. But we will not waste your time any longer (laughs) and dive deep into the uh, meat of the topic. This show was brought to my life. By me. By Marilyn. It's on Amazon Prime. It was released in November 2021. One season's out, but a second one is already in the works. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. So if you have not seen Wheel of Time and would like to watch it, go watch it. And come come back. back to this episode. And uh, just a little bit of edumacation here for our crowd. Give it to the us. The Wheel of Time TV series is actually based on the Wheel of Time book series, a fantasy novel series by American author Robert Jordan with Brandon Sanderson as his co-author for the final three novels. The Wheel of Time book series is actually 14 volumes released in the 80s. The TV series isn't just about book one, so actually spans over the first three books-ish. And while it keeps a lot of the world building and and some of the fundamentals and of course the characters, also uh, has made a few decisions in terms of uh, changing the narrative sometimes. So... Voila. To keep up with the times. Correct. Yes. All right. So tell us a little bit about the plot of the show, an overview. Here's the premise. We follow Mm -hmm. a main character called Moraine. She is an Aes Sedai, which is a group of powerful women who can channel what they call the one power. You could call them witches or anything you want. And she is trying to find the true dragon. Male witch. Who has always been a male in the past. And the prophecy says that the dragon reborn is either going to choose to save the world from the dark one or to break it by siding with the dark one. And her search takes us to a place called Two Rivers where there are five young people of the right age that all seem to display an uncanny ability to channel the one true power. And um, who are the five? The names are Egwene Alver. There is also Rand Althor. There is Perrin Ibarra. There is Nynaeve El Meara. And there is Matt Cawthon. How about Matt? 
Well, Lamad has like a dude name, hey, yeah, from, from the pub. You know? <laughs> Everyone else gets this <laughs> like exciting. folkloric, barely pronounceable name. And whenever they mention, they're like, Egwene, where there's like Moraine. And then it's like, Moraine. And then it's like, Matt. Matt. Like a lot of sci fi, I guess sci fi fantasy stories, we got this duality between good and evil fighting each other, good and evil within the world, but also within each individual. And the choice they make on how to use their power. Yeah, so actually what happens is that Moraine comes to this village, so happens to come on a night where the Dark One has sent his Trollocks to attack the village. Can I say something about the Trollocks? They're very Lord of the Ringy. Yes, but also everything else is nuanced in the show. And then you have these like monsters that are coming that just are pure monstery evil stuff, which I did not find very interesting. But I think they tend to be like that in a lot of like these uh, good and evil shows. Like if you think of the monsters in Lord of the Rings. I don't like that. Okay, thanks for your opinion, Rio. You're welcome. This is Listen, this podcast <laughs> is our opinion, okay? I don't know why you're judging me. It's I not, don't like it. We're not just, we're not just on I this podcast like to tell, talk about the plot. Eh, it's not nice. I don't like I it. I like three-dimensional things. Rhea wants even the evil characters to have character development. I Fellas, do. They're just big brutes. I do. I want them to have like a reason as to what they're doing, what they're doing, as opposed to just weird evil. Well, actually, usually the reason is that they were good men trapped into this evil body. Is that by what they are? The, the overlord. I mean, that's the case in Lord of the Rings. Okay. That's the case in. That's definitely for sure the case in Shadow and Bone. I haven't seen that. Fine. So I'm just saying, like, the reason they're so upset is they've been trapped into these evil bodies. Sure, That's sure. the case in uh, freaking Game of Thrones. That's true. Right? Like, they get killed and then they become they these become, nasty yes. creatures. So I guess and so what they're, I'm saying they're here, incapable of emotional range. I'm sorry, Rhea. So I guess my uh, critique here is just that we don't have that background in this situation. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of world to be built. Yes, that's You know, think of, like, Harry Potter and how long it took for that world to come fully to life. There's a lot of world building and i think that the show kind of layers it in you get to absorb it one piece at a yes. time which is nice and so what we should say also just to explain what happens is that the trollocs attack the village and moraine explains to these five kids essentially i think they're like 20 that they're after them and that in order to protect their loved ones they need to leave what a day for those kids hot on imagine at the pub it's like their version <laughs> of Christ- the it's their version of christmas <laughs> Their only problem to that day is the teenage angst of loving each other and being in love of triangles and Totes. being good friends. And just all of a sudden, this woman shows up and is like, hey, guys, <laughs> I have some news. So there's like a prophecy that one of you might be this like all powerful being, but the other four might also. We don't know which one it so is. So this is kind of like Star Academy. All of you are nominees <laughs> and who's going to be the winner. But also, are you really winning by being the dragon? Uh, and oh, by the way, these are monsters that are attacking us. So we need to go to, from this Wrap place that up. you've known your entire Pick life. Your shit what up. a day. Let's go. Also, the actors are not great actors. They have a ways to go find. They have to learn whatever. But okay, they, okay. Let's talk about what we loved and didn't love about the series. The acting. You want to start with what we didn't love. So let's go there. Okay, my main point of not loving is the acting. A lot of the emotional punches or gut-wrenching moments did not land for me. I didn't believe it. So I literally just watched this show for the plot. Like, I did not really care much about the characters and their character development not because the plot between them wasn't interesting i just didn't believe them 
The monsters are here. Same look. I love you. Same look. <laughs> I'm confused. Same look. I'm I evil. will concede to this point. Yeah. But I'll also say that Rosamund Pike is incredible. Yes, the older people are good. The, yes, the Emerald seat is beautiful. Who is the Emerald seat for the people who don't know? So she is the boss of the Aes Sedai. She's the witch of the witches. She's the top one. So there are a lot of actors that are really great at what they do and carry their piece. And the ones that don't, I haven't seen any of those faces before. So they're all fresh talent. Fresh grads. And therefore, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll get better. But I'm just saying, in the world You know who they, they remind in, me of? It's like Harry Potter season one. First of all, but not that young, but also even in Game of Thrones, uh, what was the name of the daughter? Ben. Sophie Turner. Heide. Sophie Turner in the first season. Sansa. Second season, whatever you like. Yeah. Yes, she came in to herself Later. by the end. Hala, Game of Thrones, most of the actors are theater actors. Yeah, they were incredible. But I just mean like she looks yes. like she was a cold stone in front of them. Sure, 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 sure. We are going to watch the second season and we're going to give them a But chance. I do agree with you. And no, they're not there yet. They have a lot to learn. Exactly. And I think if this show had more of an emotional punch to it, I think it would have been more successful. Let's see season two. Do you have other things you don't like? This is something we've discussed. It doesn't really have to do with the show, but with the production behind the show and how a lot of times companies will commission these shows and try to set them up as this big Game of Thrones type show or Lord of the Ring type show and it's going to have award fodder and then they build that up in the marketing so you go into it with these expectations and I think I went into them with these expectations and so the bad acting or the little flaws that are that we pick up along the way made me feel a bit more lackluster towards the show and not as excited. But towards the end, I got more excited. And I think the beginning setting up of the story was very clunky. Like the first three episodes, I literally was like, why is Marilyn making me watch this? Look, I think again, thank you for your opinion. Uh, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no, I mean like the way I heard about the series is two friends said it's kind of nice, you should watch it. I didn't have like any marketing actually hit me at all. You read up on these things. Yes. I didn't. So I think it's a very like unique position for you. Yes. I think yes, yes, every fucking production house or streaming company is trying to do that. Netflix has shadow and bone. And I think it's, it's fair game. They all need that now because it's like competing with HBO all the fucking time. And I think it's fair game to try. And for me, it's like, Tayyib, they had the first three episodes they needed to learn. All right. Since when are we so fucking judgmental about creative people experimenting? I agree with you that people should experiment. And even if you think of our own very podcast, if you look at earlier episodes and how we improve the podcast, if I do say there so. There you myself, go. I agree with our you. Our first episodes were shit. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there is so much content that people expect, and I'm not excusing this, for the thing to be good right from the get-go because... You got limited time and there's a lot of things fighting for your eyeballs or your ears. Now that we've done Debbie moving Downer. On, moving on. What I liked about the show. Thank you, because it's a great show. And I will say, for me, it kicked into high gear is when they get to the Asadai headquarters. All the way until they get to the Asadai That's headquarters? That's when I was like, no, all the rest was like, okay, interesting. We're getting to know a little bit more about the world. But when they get to the Asadai headquarters and we meet the queen of the Asadai and they're all reunited again. At that point, we understand the world. We know what's going on. Now it's like, let's go. 
yes, where it's it the moment in. where you feel like the world building has like the gears have like yes you have creaked into place actually the, uh, there's there's a few scenes that that towards the last three or four episodes that explain a lot of the things you saw yes. in the beginning flashbacks yeah but and, like for example for me it was like why is it such a multicultural world if it's the middle ages and then you realize like oh, it is not the middle ages something happened this society used to be technologically advanced and something broke it yes. the wheel of time you got to be a little bit patient because yeah. there's a lot of world building and you're like oh hmm. that is why a lot of times when you consume content one of the things that will allow people to come back or have a positive view of that piece of content is when they have earned moments i think this is one of the shows if you are patient at the beginning which is pretty clunky like you can tell yeah oh my god the first three episodes i'm like why is there western music but they get there but and it doesn't take them a whole season like no. breaking bad we can talk about that later they, they're able to establish the thread and by the end of it you're like okay i'm invested this moment feels earned i definitely think there's a lot to be fixed i do agree that we ended up following it mostly for the plot and for mm. me mostly for Moraine I just love her as a character and the others have yet to fill their shoes fully but I think also if we talk about things that we love and this is a bit of like adjudicating myself after having watched the show some things that the writers had to do in the show what we also know is that men who use the power end up losing their minds essentially what i was able to read is that in the books themselves there's a stronger kind of schism mm -hmm. between the women Aes Sedai and what used to be the male Aes Sedai. Mm -hmm. And the roles and the dynamics are a lot more patriarchal mm -hmm. between all of the characters. Like they tend to be represented in very sexist ways. So I think the show writers had to do a lot of work and to decide what to cut out, which I think is artful piece that's that you don't get to know about until you read about it mm -hmm. you know so i think there's been a lot of work to also decide what version of the story is socially relevant in 2020 40 years later from the first book that's just you know behind the scene work that might have just taken a lot of people's headspace as they were producing the show that may have meant that they paid less attention to other things but i think it was a necessary exercise mm. to decide what they were going to keep and therefore i think that there are some departures from the actual mm. story but there are also some scenes for me that just won the show They come later, but one of them is obviously when we discover who the dragon is. Mm. One of the flashbacks that occur is we see their mother pregnant, about literally no, she's in labor. water breaking. She's yeah. in labor. In the snow, she comes from you know one of the kind of lineages of fighters. She is fighting not an army. It's very realistic. That's what I love about the scene setup. Mm. It's like there's a few soldiers that are attacking her and the way she fights them while being in labor whoever did the choreography of that scene is love them yeah. to death because it was very it was very honest in how it was represented and truly beautiful obviously being pregnant i connected to that a lot please don't go ninja fighting while you're in labor <laughs> i will attempt not to do that such a beautiful scene and then ends with a beautiful moment of compassion really So there are moments like that, like that scene, mm. the throwback to how the Emerlin seat came to be where oh, she I, is. I, just a few scenes like that that just make it worthwhile to stay there. A great part of this story is a lot of times in these fantasy sci-fi books or series, there's always the one hero. 
mm. and the one person that emerges. Whereas here, the dragon throughout the entire first season can literally be any one of them. <laughs> yeah. But also, they need each other. Yes, it's also revealed that this time, yes, the reason why there's the five of them and the five of them matter. Mm is because there is interconnectedness. So yes. it's also nice to have a teamwork yes. kind of moment. Yes, shout you out know. to Cosmic Centaurs. Shout out to Cosmic. Even with the Asadai and their warden, teamwork. They need to work together Correct. to get to where they, where they need to go. So having that sense of community, I guess, in the journey or in mm, the adventure. That's really, yeah. was really nice. Cause it's it similar felt like, a bit yeah. to the Lord of the Rings. Yes, you know, the Fellowship of the Ring. They all yeah. get together. Like we always talk about the Avengers Unite yes. come together and kind of have a goal to pursue. And uh, with that also, what happened to me after watching this is I went on a witch ah, yes. tangent. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll just tell you what I looked at and which ones you should bother with. The Witcher is the <laughs> biggest piece of shit and I haven't even like watched the original, like I think it was manga or something. Mm. Like I'm not even privy to how great that one is. And even as like an independent watcher with no background, I honest to God couldn't get through the first episode. And it's rare for me because mm. I'm all about the middle brow. I don't need it to be great. It was just truly shit on Netflix. The one that is decent and I enjoyed it. It has a lot of great aspects to it and some flaws similar to the wheel of time is shadow and bone totally worth watching i didn't find the world of shadow and bone as fascinating as the word of the wheel mm. of time there has a little less depth mm -hmm. but honestly still super interesting to mm. watch again some actors fall flat some look great you know there's again more experimentation there and i think that's something that you know i told you that i'm appreciating about the amazon shows lately for whatever reason, be it because the good shows go to HBO first or whatever, or the easy to decide that they're going to be good shows. Mm -mm. Amazon is experimenting more and Netflix has become like a cookie cutter. Like every fucking show is the same as the previous one. Netflix has become literally a factor. The one dollar shop. We'll find much. the occasional decent thing to spend time with. But it's so difficult to get to that. Yeah, honestly. I can't, honestly. And I just don't know how to find good content on Netflix anymore. Whereas with Amazon, they do have misses, but they have, for me, like some really great hits. Mm. Obviously, Miss Maisel. Love that. Coming show. back Love for a new season show. soon. The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. The um, Man in the High Castle. There's also, I've need to hella if you don't like a lot of violence this show has a lot of violence but boys is really good as well yes and hunters taking some chances not you know sometimes falling flat on their face but sometimes producing really unique things i just find now that on amazon i can find more interesting choices and then the there are other two other witch shows that i think you can stay away from they're not that good the nevers honestly i couldn't get past episode one i'll try again but i was like just never watch what else and the other one is the the discovery of a witch that looked bad. i felt like it was felicity in oxford <laughs> it's just i couldn't the ingenue thing the blonde american ingenue Hellas. is very 1997 we all need to get over it also special shout out to the og witch sabrina different type of <laughs> no yes yeah, i remember sabrina no no i'm talking about so different type of world than mm -hmm. wheel of time but still a world of witchcraft and wizardry Harry Potter, <laughs> a.k.a. Hermione. Hermione Granger, who is a witch not because of her superpowers, but also because of her intellect that she does not fear to use and to put forward. And in my opinion, is the true hero of Harry Potter, because if it wasn't for Hermione, <laughs> Harry would be still stuck. He'd be dead. 
Sometimes. And if you guys have any like witch content to recommend, tell us. Considering that I'm pregnant and feeling, if you you know you've listened to this other episode where I talk about the feelings that are associated with pregnancy, I'm feeling Trey are all powerful and witchy these days. If you have any content to recommend, please send it my way. Yes, we will watch it and we will comment on them. Also, let us know if you guys like these types of episodes that we do where we talked about the different content that we're watching. We've done done a couple of them now. Let us know what you think of them and give us some feedback on say hi at who run the world podcast.com we read all our emails and would love to hear from you and you can absolutely also follow us on at who run the world pod on instagram and uh yeah we'll be releasing lots of new episodes yeah thank you so much for listening from the two witches of who run the world see you next week